Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. This is Vicki Tonkins with my producer, Dan Perkins. And we have an interesting show today. First, <laughs> let me go ahead and let you know to get your free constitution at ashbrook.org forward slash constitution, because we want to know what our rights are so we can stand up for them when that opportunity comes. And it will. Anyway, so today, Dan and I are going to talk about something quite, well, two somethings, <laughs> quite interesting. First, we want to talk about this book, a Pulitzer Prize winning book called To Kill a Mockingbird. I remember the movie. I remember when my son was in high school and my daughter, they both had to read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird as required reading um, in their English classes. So now, Dan, for some reason, To Kill a Mockingbird is harmful, harmful to the children. And that is in, what state is that in that they're wanting to remove it in Washington state? I mean, I read this and I really did shake my head, seriously. The, the left contends that the book is racially charged, uh -huh. that it's inappropriate from a uh, the 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 rape of the of the woman that the black man is charged with, and that uh, Atticus Finch is misleading his daughter, who's asking all kinds of questions about the trial. It's been translated into forty languages, and as you said, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner. And yet, the left doesn't care anything about that. They just don't like the language and how certain people are portrayed in the book, so they want to ban it. And the problem that I have is I, I'm laughing because I saw Steve Martin, the comedian, who also had a book banned mm -hmm. that the children can't read it. And it was a bestseller. And so what he said, go buy it. I can use the money. Go buy it <laughs> and give it to your children. But the, the point is, if if we are seriously going to decide what is appropriate. Now, I, I, I don't want to go too far because parents should have the right to decide what the assignment should be and what people should be reading at various grade levels. I believe they have a right to, to, to raise that. But this thing that millions of children in our country have gone through high school and have read this or supposedly read the book or the Cliff Notes or watched the movie, Mm -hmm. all of the above, they're now saying, no, we can't have that in in the reading list anymore. It's 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 too prejudicial. And and the reason I'm chuckling is because if you look over the last few years, Dan, these are the same people who want to tear down statues and basically rewrite American history. Here's the problem. To Kill a Mockingbird is pretty on point with what happened in the South. This woman makes up a rape, and because she's white and the perpetrator was Black, 
then he's he goes to to jail or prison or whatever. That's pretty common. That was pretty common in the South during this era. The problem I have with when you start banning books like this is, okay, if you don't want your child to read it, that's fine. However, the reason you don't want them to read it is because it might hurt their feelings. Well, there's a lot in history that hurts my feelings. <laughs> that doesn't mean I, I get to change history. It doesn't mean that I get to tell everybody else, well, you can't re read To Kill the Mockingbird because it hurts my feelings. Well, if it hurts your feelings, why'd you read it? I understand it hurt your feelings, but it's, it's, it's a microcosm, I think, of what the South was like for both white and black. And um, to try to ban something like that, I, I think it's a travesty for the children. Because I can remember, like I said, both my children read the book. I read the book, saw the movie. And when my oldest had to read the book for his ninth grade year, I said, let's watch the movie as well. And we watched the movie together as a family. And we discussed it. It didn't hurt my children. <laughs> I mean, it did, it did not hurt them emotionally. It did not, I mean, we're from the South. So they've seen some of this stuff happen, maybe not on the, the grand scale of to, to Kill a Mockingbird, but you can't stop people from understanding what really happened just because it doesn't make you feel good or it hurts something in the recesses of your emotion. That's not life. That's not how life is. Everything is not about your emotion. But, and again, Dan, these are the same people who have, do not have a problem at all with children reading books explicit pornography. I mean, it's explicit pornography. I have watched school board meetings where parents were reading excerpts from books that are in the libraries and the board members would say, please stop reading, that's offensive. But you want my children to read it. The thing that I struggle with in our society is, is a, a, um, a form of hypocrisy under the guides of we have to protect the children. That's how I see it. <laughs> okay, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, as, as a person who's about to release a historical fiction book in a couple of weeks, I spent probably half of my time reviewing what was going on in the country at the time of this book. So there's, there's a lot of history in this, in this book that's true. Right. The characters are fiction, but the environment, the depression, all these issues, the war, were all historically correct. My concern is, and I'm following up on something you said, if we take away fiction that has a historical base, where do, where do children go to learn the good, bad, and the ugly of their country? And therefore, I, I mean, don't you, don't, you, don't you think that there's more emotional, I mean, it's just with the, the SEL, the CRT, there's all this emotion. They're, they're wanting these kids to be emotionally intact. But what they're doing is they're actually destroying the emotional tactness of these of these children by trying. 
life is hard. Life is not easy. We right. were not promised that life, life would be easy. And so to tell a child that they can't read history, like you were saying, and be able to understand it, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it, because we have good, bad, and ugly in our history. That's in everyone's history. That's not helping them. Sexual things that, that, that are in books now that many of these progressives want kids to read, that's, that's not a necessary thing. That's not history. But to want to get rid of Killing Mockingbird, I'm sorry, I think it's, it's a great book. It is. And the idea that, that we, we want to provide the best possible education for our children. Mm-hmm. But if we have conflicts like we have in the education system today, I mean, look at look at the message that the Harvards and the and the UPenn and all of these Ivy League schools are sending to their to their students from the administration from the top down about the Jewish people right. that they sh- they should be wiped out. Why why would why do we have an education system that is allowing? the the academia to preach in favor of of killing all the jewish people between the river and the sea and they're protesting and they're not being anywhere near logical but i believe they're being influenced by not only their teachers but the administration but also years of teaching the wrong things and corrupting the mind of generations of people. And and this, the idea that we can have the president of Harvard support a genocide against the the, the Jewish people. I mean, I, I, I'll, we got three minutes. Uh, I'll ask you the question that I asked uh, on a couple of shows. If we have under the constitution, a right of freedom of speech, mm-hmm. Do we have under the right of speech, free speech, the right to call for the destruction of another country? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And the Congress voted against Tlaib yesterday to censure her. And they had 20 Democrats who supported the resolution. I look at that and I say, our country must be in serious, serious trouble when we have elected congressmen and senators who are saying it's okay to support Hamas and to use, there are people in our education system that are using Palestine free from the river to the sea who don't know what that really means. It means the elimination elimination of the state of Israel and all Jews. Correct. But to get get caught up in the, the swagger of the of the quote but we got an education system and and i really don't know how you change it i i don't know where you 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 allow the you allow hamas to send over six thousand missiles to the israeli community on the first day of the war and first of all do you think that there was anybody in hamas who figured that the israelis weren't going to respond they and, would be foolish if they did. Yeah, and what and what would they what would they have if they if they the, so what happens is they they and they're still sending missiles over, so they're allowed to send missiles, kill thousands of people, 
and now people want to have a ceasefire. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no there's no accountability in the rhetoric for what they did on day one, and and that just how we can have congressmen and senators and presidents of colleges and universities support the eradication of the Jewish nation, the Jewish people, makes no sense to me. We got 30 seconds. Well, I want us to finish this up once once we come back from the break, because I think there's a lot to that. And some may be thinking, well, how in the world does this have anything to do with To Kill a Mockingbird? I think it has a lot to do with this. So I want us to kind of talk about that once we come back from the break. Uh, Moms Across America will be right back here in a moment. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the- Tonkins, and we're back for the second half of the show. Uh, We have a special treat today with our producer, Dan Perkins, as Miss Annie is out in Washington, D.C. I'm letting her voice be heard. So, we ended up and we were talking about the conflict in Israel. We were talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. And I want to kind of tie those in because we were talking about this whole emotional thing or trying to get rid of history uh, in, in, in people wanting to va- ban To Kill a Mockingbird. I think a lot of it has to do with the emotional, always thinking about the emotions of kids. Emotions, our emotions change on a dime. So that's not the first thing that we need to teach children. And secondly, you know, we were talking about how in colleges we have all these these same kids who are dealing with this emotion thing. But I really think this has to do with wanting to change history. Bottom line, Israel has been around, the Jewish people have been around for uh, thousands of years. There has never been a Palestinian state. Um, The Palestinian people, they've never had a quote unquote homeland. But for you to try to take that from Israel and claim it as your own does not make it true. And you cannot change history. You can want to change history because it's not what you desire it to be, but it doesn't make it true. History uh, for Israel the Jewish people have been around for a long time and for many decades, this group of people have, have been, have, people have tried to destroy these people for centuries. They've had to fight for everything they have. They have been promised the land of Israel, and if you believe in the Bible or, or not, it's, it's there, it's in the history book. So I think this ties in with this constant move by progressives to change, alter, or altogether get rid of history. 
And as long as there's people saying, no, this is what history is. You don't have to like it, but that's our history. And what is that saying, Dan, about uh, those who forget history are bound to repeat it? Right. So that's my take on putting these two together and this whole thing of wanting to change history. Some of our history is just downright nasty. I don't like it. I don't like that people had to suffer. So, and I think the Israeli conflict ties in with that. So. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that, that I saw a story about this recent event. There was a, um, a statue in Richmond, Virginia on Monument Avenue of Robert E. Lee on his traveler's horse. And mm -hmm. I believe that was taken down and it was yes. put in a warehouse. But we found out last week that some people came and melted it down. No. It's gone. It's gone. And so I, I remember many years ago when my wife and I were in England and we went to uh, Exeter and we went to Exeter Cathedral. And at the, at the height of this cathedral, people, the people were unschooled and ignorant. But the priest in the, in the church... When they built the church, the outside of the church was all carved in stone, and they were like storyboards. And so the oh. priest would take, take the people to the church, and he would teach lessons about the Bible and about God based on what was cast in the stone in the church. It seemed to me that, that, that Monument Avenue and other places around the country that had Civil War soldiers, whether they were Northern or Southern, is irrelevant. It created an opportunity to have our children learn firsthand what happened in this country in the Civil War, how many people died, what was they were fighting for, what were the messages. If you erase that out of history, you take a huge hole of how we as a nation evolved. As you said, people who forget their history are destined to repeat it. I think that whether it's to kill a mockingbird or whatever it is, we need to make sure that in our education system, we do teach our children about the history. If you look at history books today, the Civil War is maybe a couple of pages. That's it. And yet it was a huge, yeah. huge thing in our country. So we're quickly losing our past, and it's going to have an impact on what our future. And speaking Absolutely. of future... The second thing we decided we wanted to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, was what happened at the elections in Kentucky and Virginia this past week. The governor of Kentucky was a progressive Democrat. The feeling was that he was vulnerable because he was like a clone of Joe Biden. Everything that Joe Biden said that needed to be done, he he passed emergency orders and got it all done, closed the schools, closed the businesses, on and on and on. And so the feeling was that he was vulnerable as the people were reacting to more and more information coming about the pandemic and the drugs and what happened. He won. The Republican did not beat him. At the same time, over in Virginia, the hope was that the leadership of the House, the two Congresses, two government agencies, were changed to Republican control. That didn't happen. So as I began to think about that last night and this morning before I was doing some of my morning shows, 
I said, wait a minute, those two wins by Democrats are clearly sending a message to the rest of the country. We support Joe Biden. And so the question becomes to ask you is if those people are representative, we don't know. But I can tell you, honestly believe that the reaction to those two votes in the donor class of the Democratic Party who was pushing very hard for Joe Biden not to run, are rethinking what they were their thoughts. You're not going. You're going to see the rhetoric from the Democratic leadership and other people in the Democratic Party calm down their objection because he's too old, he's too feeble. He demonstrated a certain amount of power yesterday in two states. I don't think the Republicans are ready to do that. What do you think? Well. I'm I'm kind of surprised in all honesty because I think Joe Biden has a lot of issues. We'll just say it that way. I I think one of the biggest problems that has been in the Republican Party forever has been messaging. We just assume because I believe the Republican Party has the right message, freedom of choice, freedom to to run your own life um, and not have to be controlled by the government. I think the Republican Party has the right message. They just do not message it correctly. And what I mean is they're clueless as a whole. I'm not saying everywhere, but as a whole, we are clueless in getting the message to the people of we are the people. We are for the people. The Democrats have a great messaging entity. I don't know who is behind all of it, but they are able to message something that causes people to uh, agree with it on many levels. Now, that could be because they have um, the ability to have all of media. They control media so they can get their message out there better. However, I think... I think it's all about messaging when it comes to the Republican Party, because, and I, I told you this during the, uh, when we were talking to pre-show, that you will never, under any circumstances, convince me that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Because to say Joe Biden got 81 million votes means that he got more votes than Barack Obama, who was um, the first Black president, they tell us, and I'm not buying it. You're, you'll never convince me that he got 81 million votes. A man who could not even get 35 people in a room because people want to see their candidate and he just was not there. So I'm not convinced of that, first of all, but I think the biggest problem the Republican Party has is messaging, not the message. I think the message is great. We just don't know how to present it well because I think most Republicans in leadership walk this fine line of not wanting to offend instead of just giving the doggone message. Stop trying to pander and just give the message. Now, Democrats are very good at pandering, but they do, they've done it for so long and for so, and do it so often, people don't see it as pandering. But Republicans are so afraid of being labeled something that they don't say anything. They just, and when they do say something, it makes no sense whatsoever. 
So they know, Democrats know when, when um, they want to get a message out that, especially if it's attacking a Republican, well, yeah. um, the Republicans don't have a response. They don't, no. they don't know how, they don't know how to respond. How do you yeah. change that? How do you change that, Vicki? Well, it's, it's that proverbial, so, Senator, how often do you beat your wife? Well, I don't beat my <laughs> wife. <laughs> you know, it's that, it's like, why are you even answering a question that, that's not even relevant to anything? I think it's this, like I said, I think this is fear of being labeled a racist, of being labeled, you're not for the people, you don't care about the people, you don't know what the people really want, when in actuality we do. Because what I see, just looking at, at politics as a whole, that Republicans are more out talking to the people and finding out what is really important to them. I, I don't see that with Democrats. They tell you what's important to you. <laughs> They don't ask you. Whereas the Republicans, they go out and they ask those questions of the constituents to find out. So when they do, and I'm not saying this is for all of them, because trust me, there's a few I think need to go and ch change parties. So when they do go and, and present something in their, their slated position, it's from the people. But we're, we're just poor messengers. And I don't know, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, for me, when I go out and I'm talking to people, what you see is what you get. I'm not trying to hide or, or throw shade on what I truly believe and what I, what I feel is important. And I think because of this fear of being labeled, many Republicans do that. And they don't, they're not, they're not being who they are. Well, this is um, Dan Perkins sitting in for a mom. And uh, thank you for inviting me to sit in with you today. Conversations that we've always had are terrific. Thank you. It's yeah. time to say goodbye. Yes. Moms Across America, thank you so much for joining us. And always remember, Moms Across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com and give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.